0: All right, all right, I think I have the chat pulled up now, so I'm able to take this down, and we're able to get into the zone, LTBR at night, and I know, I know what you guys are saying, another night show, listen man, the schedule is still a little, it's a little wonky right now, right, we lost Klay Thompson, all right, the offense has to change a little bit, you know what I'm saying, salutes to Vlad, you know, we're still figuring it out, but the mornings are not going anywhere. Tomorrow morning, you got me and CC, and the champ wants to pull up. And when I say the champ, I mean DNA, not the two-time champ. Uh, Wednesday, you got CC for a solo broadcast in the morning. Thursday, you got Toxic Thursdays in the morning. So I just wanted to give you guys a quick update on the schedule because uh, I know the schedule is... Uh, could could get a little inconsistent. I really like the night shows, but the only reason why I'm not gonna I'm not gonna commit to it yet is I'm also in between jobs myself. I'm looking for a nice evening uh, potential work, you know what I'm saying, so that we can maintain the morning flow. I really do like these night shows, though. I can't lie. The chat's up on the screen. The chat is working. Bravo to that man, LTBR at night. Is brought to you by the Peace Watchers, a social safety app that is black-owned. Fellas and ladies, if you're ever in the streets and if you're ever concerned that anything could happen to you, the Peace Watchers app will allow you to share your location with a friend so they can have accountability for your safety at all given measures, especially this helps out with reducing police anxiety. Do the right thing. Stay on code. Download the app, thepeachwatchers.com. Peace. Peace. Watches, not peach watches. We don't watch no peaches. I gotta move down south. Hey, man. Ain't nothing like New York, bro. There's no place in the world like New York. Like, this city is bananas, but the cost of living is just not worth it. The south is definitely lit. I love me the south. I got family in Charlotte. I got family in Atlanta. I got family in Florida. Um, I think I got a cousin in Texas too. You know what I'm saying? So I love me the South. You don't got to tell me anything about the South. The Tooth in the building, Ben Swayze in the building. All right, guys, let's, let's kick off the show. You guys know how this night show goes when you got me in the solo broadcast. I get in my rant bag and I do have a rant, you know, let's talk about it. The Grand Prix finals. Um, I'm going to start the show with the Grand Prix finals because somebody made $50,000. Somebody made fifty thousand dollars over the weekend. A twenty-three-year-old, you know, it's crazy. Some twenty-three-year-olds now graduating with college degrees don't get a job at fifty K. And Saint, congratulations to Lil Saint, who now became Big Saint over the weekend and got himself fifty grand. Um, extremely proud of him. I know everybody around him is also extremely proud of him as well as they should be. Um, if I was King of the Dot, though. King of the Dot, you're, you're, the first action of order, you got to lock that boy up, man. Go make that boy sign a multi-battle contract. Go give that guy any opponent he wants. Give this guy the maximum push. And I think you guys are cultivating a solid group of talent between Clone, between Mac Myron, Gattis, RX, if my verse is going to stay on, uh, on the roster. Of course, you got Gene Short, Nation Legends. You got your DeSaurus, your Ilmac Disasters. Still got Big K, who's active. Uh, Eddie I, who's around. Joey Gambello. You guys got a solid roster. Red flags. So loose to red flag. Let me put my phone over here so that I can see the chat a little bit clearer. AT Aliens, ATL Ben is in the building. Lil Reggie, I know this is not a topic of your liking, but we must do the responsible thing as media. And we need to talk about it because the Grand Prix Finals went down yesterday. History was made. But I know a lot of people were not happy about the decision, right? And first and foremost, I want to start off like this. Let's talk a little bit about the difference in perceptions between people, right? Does it ever strike you as odd that... You and a friend can experience the exact same event at the exact same time with each other, but somehow come away with different memories of what happened? Why is it possible that the person that you're with experiencing this recalls the exact same thing so differently? Look, we get it. Memories isn't perfect, and most memories are relatively trivial, right? Like, it's all based on how you perceive things, your IQ, what you've experienced, your knowledge, your your preference... But sometimes these things can have serious consequences. If you and your friend both witness a crime, what are the details and factors that leads to the memory difference to let SVs know who should we trust? The same thing with judge battles. What are the details in between the judges that we should trust, right? And you got to think about the way people are retaining these bars, right? Because we're watching four or five battles a night, one time, only once, right? So they've already digested 24 rounds for the night. We gotta think about how these guys receive bars, how they receive the information, how they retain the information, and more importantly, retrieval. How you express that information that you just retrieve? Those three combinations easily create different shifting perspectives between people. So why can't that apply in battle rap? I don't understand. Uh, first and foremost, in the words of Ben Swayze, this is no robbery by any sorts. Most of the time, battles that are voted by a Voting poll that landed in between the 60 to 40 range, 60%, 40%, you know, 62%, 38%. That's kind of the debatable numbers statistically for any voting poll. Um, So the bitterness wasn't so much of the outcome. It was a decision that led to the outcome. Marv lost in a majority decision with only one vote from a judge. Only one. So in total, he lost 5-2 because he did win the Twitch vote. And we got to be honest with ourselves, like, um, if if one more judge voted for Marv, and this becomes a split decision, four for Saint, three for Marv, do we still feel the same way? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that the outcome of the battle is more digestible. And let's be honest, the reaction to the Grand Prix is the exact proof of how this culture is defined. We're reactive to the perceptions of others in control rather than reactive to the content and performance that we're watching is being displayed. What's undeniable about the battle, what's undeniable, no matter who you have winning, is those last two rounds of split. Saint's second round was his lightest. Marv took off. Saint found a way to kick the energy back into the third round and shift the momentum in his favor. But that first round was close. Everybody called it close. Media rappers fans you know the twitch chat everybody called that first round close right so i guess the 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 bitterness comes from close battles should have close votes Eh, not necessarily this past year we've seen nothing but tournaments and judge battles and we've seen plenty of outrages in battles where the person who wins the fan vote doesn't win enough judges votes to make a majority decision into a split decision you can point to easy and Fond. easy one to fan vote didn't win a single judge vote you can point to a fracking disaster which might be the biggest robbery in battle rap history next to court hasn't had ice but still he didn't get a single vote and he would have lost that by a split decision over a majority decision so these decisions are pretty much what are, are what stick with us It's the final taste that we, we leave with the battle so you know I. Salutes to Saint still, because Saint did his job, and Saint's not the person judging his own battle. So I'm very grateful that Marv also was happy for Saint, and he wasn't upset, but Marv did have some words about his loss. And battle rappers are passionate. Like this, we always say this is a sport, right? Until there's an actual tournament and money on the line, just like the actual sports we watch. And people lose in the Super Bowl, in the Rose Bowl, in the NBA Finals, in the World Cup, in the World Series, right? We see people lose in these high-stake matches. It's not easy for them. Listen to Marv One's words here. Crazy. But my first two rounds was different. It was different. And I feel like, again, I feel like I'm in the same spot where it's just like, I won't ever get, I, I'm not sure if I'll get the respect for the things I do. And this was kind of another, like, this was, this was like a shot in the gut. Marv, I would like to respectfully disagree with you about not getting respect for what you do. In fact, you will gain nothing but respect for what you do in this situation because, one thing is for sure, no matter the outcome of that battle, you were never going to leave your leg- your legend status. You were never going to erase what you've given to the game. For, for God's sakes, you're the only active modern-day battle rapper that actually has a battle with Eminem on footage. Like, your legacy is cemented already. Saint is the one c- cementing his legacy as it goes on. So, Marv1, don't hang yourself up on it so much. Uh, I know the judge's decision is kind of what Bothers you the most and plus you are the most biased towards your material as you should be and Detroit wipe them tears Detroit All right CC Nina KK all my Detroit people Shouts to Big Low Wipe them tears is all right It's all right Detroit got eight Mile. They'll be all right. Detroit has a lot of things they'll be all right about, okay? Detroit has the ascension of Calico. Detroit has Eminem for what it's worth, right? Detroit has one of the best two on two duels ever between Marvin Quest. Then they got the X Factor Miles over, you know, the, the DVD pioneers young talent piranha who shouldn't even be in these in this conversation but he's a young star in the making another person from detroit detroit you guys are in good hands all right but going back to the grand prix i want to say this ultimately the judges ben was the mvp of this entire tournament as far as a judge he gained the most respect out of everybody and in fact People actually started to copy and emulate his judging style over time, writing as many bars as he does and being as detailed with it, which I kind of noticed along the way. But that's fine because imitation is the biggest form of flattery, but preference a lot of these things just come down to preference, guys. It's, it's never that serious. Preference refers to any individual's attitude towards these objects or any decision-making processes. The problem is the repeated exposure of a certain idea or concept is how you then correlate that to a person's integrity. Thankfully for Ben, he has the receipts. I love the judging reports, the scorecards on all the judges. He he has kept every single battle Call it down to the middle, kept it 100, has applied the same energy, which is something that you don't often see in battle rap. People always kind of bend and twist rules for individual leagues and, and situations. You know, not him. So it's kind of like, um. I don't know how you guys feel about this. Like if pineapple's on pizza, right? Some people love it. Some people hate it. I don't know how the chat feels about it. You guys are going to talk about it. Some people say horrible. CJC says horrible. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know how the rest of you guys feel about it. It's fire. It's fire. Look at that, CJC. It's okay. CJC, if I put you in a room with Jeremy Perkins, Goo- uh, Gooey Goose, myself, right, and and, and Z- Zyarby, us five in a room, four of us are pro pineapples on a pizza. You're the only one that doesn't like it. Does that mean it's not good? Or does that mean you're in a room full of people that have this preference? Our chat admin says it's awful. I might have to fire our chat admin, guys. I can't believe this. What the point is, you know, like, you see preference and you say, well, how can he only have gotten one judge vote? Well, it's very possible that the other judges all felt the same way. All the other judges like pineapple. I'm sorry. They like pineapple on their pizza. There's nothing more we can do about that. Alright, let's move on, guys. Let's uh let's talk a little bit about Saint. Let's talk about Saint. Saint's accomplishments yesterday was historic. Um, just like Fonz and Holmesy. They cemented themselves as tournament winners. Tournament winners in battle rap, there's not many of them because there's so many variations of tournaments. Um, that goes all the way back to Scribble Jam, WRCs, you know, uh, your Fight Club tournaments, your your Bragging Rights tournaments, uh, your UFFs, your Ultimate Madness, your Grand Prix They're they're in a very selective club with a lot of elite names. Now that Saint joins that club, it's only right that the, the first thing we do is compare Fon Saint Holmesy. Who had the best title run? Who had the hardest tournament? And the circumstances for Saint Fons and Holmesy plays um, for for them going towards this championship portion methods. It the comparisons is particularly difficult to phase. But I'll say this much: Holmesy and Saint are going to probably be above the UM one rookie that won the tournament, which is Fons. Whoever was an Ultimate Man is one, simply because they're the prototype. And they were all the rookie class. So, like, they're fortunate enough to have been able to compete in a relatively stable and balanced setting. Holmesy was in a tournament with a bunch of mixed tiers. Bill Collector Collector is somebody I consider top tier. Danny Myers is somebody I consider top tier. Uh, Mike P and Saga are high-level mid-tiers that have been on the main stage prior. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Wavy uh, made a Summer Madness. Young Cannon, who may be a big fan favorite for a lot of you guys, has probably the best resume out that entire tournament. So when Holmesy was faced up with Saga, Emerson Kennedy, Danny, and Bill, and was an underdog to all four, you gotta understand that the degree of difficulty across three to four trips to the finals was so drastically different because of the amount of talent that was in front of him. Ultimately, if a battler beats another battler on the spot, in the building, one-time watch, you outbattle that person, and barring any extenuating circumstances, <coughs> disaster, and frack, most times the battle rapper was just better than the other battle rapper for those three rounds. So, while the beginning of Saints' run was a little light, all right, he battled RX, that's homie, that's the team, but she did choking around. He battled Active, another person from his squad, but also choked choking around. Battle So Severe, who was not a fan favorite, but at the very least had to put some effort to beat. But then the end of his tournament run, he has to beat two legends. Listen. I want to throw to the chat a little bit about this. I want to know how you guys are feeling. Saint the Saint. He had an Arsenal special. How does Saint do it out the West Coast Gas? Can't do that. Can't call a gas. At least I know I won't. Interesting. Uh, why Saints run is harder. Saints tournament was harder than Fons, but not Holmesy. I agree with that. That's a perfect message. I I still think Holmesy's run it was the most difficult strictly because he was a dark horse for what it's worth a lot of people were rooting for saint but the end of saint's run he had to battle two legends two all-time great battle rappers two people that if battle rap stopped today and we created a hall of fame they're gonna be in it Marv one is gonna be a hall of fame battle rapper disaster is gonna be a hall of fame battle rapper so for the fact that you be two all-time respected battle rappers, and I know we hate disaster now in 2020, I understand that, but that does not dispute what he's been able to accomplish. And that, that, does, that also does not dispute the fact that Saint was the underdog going into the battle, and many of my media peers, in fact, my partner, my beloved partner, CeCe, who loves Saint, didn't believe Saint had a chance. Those are high-pressure matches, and... For the fact you beat one legend to only follow up to another legend, leads me to say that Saints victories here in this tournament surpasses any victories of the UM1 rookies. You can take it to the bank. The two vets with bad knees. Here we go again. Be two all-time greats, top 25 battle rappers. He ain't be no one I care about. Don't be saying that. Holmesy beat Danny Bill. Two Hall of Famers also. Diz lost a frack. Not by the judges. The prep time was different than URL. That is a fair point. The prep time in this was extensive. And being that it was a 32 MC tournament, which allowed them for a three-week prep time, I'm sure that made a major difference. But I'm not going to lie. I was not a fan of having an entire month off. Like, they took, they just said, fuck the holidays. Fuck Christmas and New Year's. We're taking it off. We'll come back in January. Like, I'm sure you give anybody a month to write for their finals. They'll be phenomenal. So, if you want to use the prep time as something to discredit, I, I can't argue that. I can't argue that. But just remember guys, Rubando was a choke away from being in the finals, okay? <laughs> Rubando was one choke away from being in the finals. Facts, facts, XCJC, like Rubando second round was crazy. Man, salutes to everybody in the building, man. I know you guys are listening to me rant, but I want to hear a little bit of what you guys have to say. Um, we're going to talk about Sharon real quick. Then we'll move over to URL. We'll talk about some easy T-tops, some Geechee Gotti. You know what I'm saying? Um, Sharon falls short again. I want to see Eddie I in the next Grand Prix. He was 120 seconds away from, uh, from Gnome. Who do you want to see in the Grand Prix 2021? Corey's ticked off. Sharon won. How does a home field and gas not matter in a crowd, West Coast? But I was applying pressure on the decision. I can put the gun down the shoe with the other one. Um, let's talk about Sharon for a little bit. Mr. Corey Sharon, the only battle rapper to have a million view battle in four countries, um, has been battling for over 12 years. It's on while and Out, it's been on MTV. Uh, has participated in many Grand Prixs, which he's fell short in. And at this point, it comes to us, we have to talk about Sharon's legacy, right? Sharon fell short in a split decision on his second attempt to a title shot, his first attempt in 2015 against Pat Stay. You can't help but feel crushed for Sharon. Like, if anybody's seen his post-game interviews, if anybody's seen his body language after the battle, like, he was hurt. And... I was hurt for him too, because when you're that close to a goal that you can taste it, that's where it hurts the most. Is Sharon's legacy going to be forever known as that guy that can never be the number one option on King of the Dot? I want to ask you guys that. He seems considering retiring, Sharon got to slow down his breathing a little bit, Sharon could have gone to URL. The ancestors looked out. <laughs> hey, man, listen. Some white on white crime don't hurt, guys. Some white on white crime don't hurt. All right? White people have no choice but to angle each other, and I'm here for it. Real deal, talk to his soul. Sharon's legacy should not be remembered as the guy on King of the Dot that was never the number one option. His legacy should be remembered as the battle rapper who brings tremendous value in a spirit of competition. Every single time you see Sharon lose a battle, it's because his opponent brought more to the ring. It's because his opponent brought more effort, more spirit, more energy, more lyricism, more preparation... They all had to outwork Sharon because Sharon has no choice but to work hard. All right. Up until like last year, Sharon didn't have a flow. So he sounded like a copy and paste rapper. Right. And he he's your he's your gimmicky white guy that a lot of you guys are like, oh, I'm not into it. He's not for me. Right. So Sharon had no choice but to work hard. Because he wasn't for everybody, and he wasn't blessed with some of the skills that made him as, as fluent as a rapper to, for, to be adapted to everybody. Like you listen to Pat Stay, you listen to Real Deal. Like these guys can rap. You listen to Sharon. it's like Control V, right? But Sharone always competes at a high level, and his opponents just bring a higher level. Think of Ron's return, right? Town Business Two. That battle was elite. And Roan edged him every round. Think of Marv won in the tournament when he just battled him in the Grand Prix. Marv won just wanted it more. And Real Deal yesterday, for God's sakes, Real Deal edged every round out of an, a high-level Sharon. Even Pat Stay in 2015 when Sharon was still that young, that younger battle rapper trying to earn his keep to top tier. Right? He wasn't that. So, Sharon, uh, don't beat yourself up on this too much. You did lose uh, by a 5% margin in a split decision. So, I will say that um looking forward to see how he bounces back. But I'm sure after a deflating loss like this, you could definitely see him take some time off. Salutes to Sharon. Salutes to Sharon. All right, man, let's talk a little URL, man. Let's talk some super fight. To lose to the Grand Prix. It was an amazing weekend for Battle Rap. What a great weekend for Battle Rap. Where do you guys want to start with anything over about the super fight? Because I know where I want to start, but I want to throw it to the people. Top and easy. Easy 30 and top. Okay, okay. Easy got the push a T type of drug bars. Drugs 2-1. drugs to one huh i beg your pardon that that threw off my entire routine here like i had a whole flow i have notes you know what I'm saying like like i had things to talk about like i i have real substance i, I thought we were all gonna agree that this was a Danny Myers like clear victory hold on man this is incredible this is for you sir whoever said that drugs be danny myers this is for you and tata's in the building tata we have this just for you right here all right tata this is just for you any danny myers slander is nullified unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Who in their right mind would would, would say that drugs won this battle? Respect to drugs. This wasn't even the best drugs we've seen. This wasn't even the best drugs on caffeine that we've seen. Disrespectful. Irresponsible. Unforgivable. Insurmountable. Unfathomable. I am not happy with this. Untolerable. Do not... Do this today. Just don't. Let's talk about easy to block, Captain. Easy to block, Captain. I do have notes. I have notes. The first question I want to ask. Um, I don't know. This guy was the people's champ for the tournament, right? Probably has a higher stock than Fons today. The person who eliminated from the, him from the tournament and ended up winning the whole thing. Uh, battle cortez for what it's worth cortez is top tier as much as you guys hate him even if he's bottom of top tier he's still top tier uh then battles danny myers another top tier right battles t-top another top tier okay Is easy to block captain the top tier battle rapper No, not yet. No. This gentleman's dirty. Stop it. Easy deserves all the plates. You said Mike P ain't top tier, then Easy ain't. I'm asking you guys before I answer. I'm asking you guys. Not yet, says my lovely co-host. Top is the only top tier name you named. Is Danny Myers not top tier? Well, clearly the guy who just said drugs be Danny Myers doesn't consider him to be top tier. Let me put this up. Back. Let me put this back up here for you again because you're doing that. You're doing that thing again, Jeremy Perkins. All right, you're doing it again, bro. Take it easy. All right, if you guys want to hate on Cortez so bad to say he's not top tier, even though he's headline, king of the dot, RB, and events, which is the definition of being top tier. Fine, I cannot stop the Cortez slander from happening. That's that's your prerogative. But you're not going to convince me that Danny Myers and T-Top is not top tier, all right? You're not going to convince me that. Tez is a top tier, but they, they don't think so. They don't think that, Britt. But even if they don't believe that, that's fine. Even if they don't believe that, his other two opponents were definitely top tier, right? Now, although Easy just battled three top tiers consecutively, maybe two for some of you guys out there, does that make them top tier? Not necessarily. In my opinion, top tier isn't so much of the skill set always, right? Isn't so much of uh, the names you have on your resume, but it's the value you bring as an asset of being an artist, right? Now we get into the business side of things. Like, you have to say to yourself, like, can a league sell out an event with you as the main event? If we put your name at the top of the flyer, Can we guarantee this venue will be packed out just for you? In the music industry, with all of these festivals, with all of these shows, um, whether big or small, the headliner is the person that everybody comes out to see. It's the person that performs last. It's the person that the event is built around. That exact same concept exists in battle rap. All right. It's the exact same concept exists. The person who battles last most, maybe like 90% of the time on URL is the main event. Right. The person that is at the top of the flyer, who the entire event is being built around, whose who's picture's on that initial flyer. So until Easy to Block Captain headlines a URL event... He cannot—he cannot physically be a top tier. However, he is performing at a top tier level, which is extremely dangerous. Easy's mid tier. That boy season. JB in the building. What up, JBizzle? What up, JB? Man, I'm on my ones and twos, man. I'm here on my on my solo broadcast radio flow. Salutes to JB, man. Round of applause for the amazing work he did this weekend. Wait till 2,000 people comes back. Jeremy, uh, CJ, I'm sorry. CJ, when 2,000 people comes back, Easy's the only guy with a slogan. All right? rustic has a nice ending to his rounds. Um, Kid Chaos has Headshot that he's branding, but I mean Headshot. It, headshot is like Google, right? Everybody can use it. Headshot belongs to the streets. I'm sorry, Kid Chaos. I love you. But Headshot belongs to the streets. So, And you can't even see it coming. You can't see the Headshot coming, right? Maybe that's the point of it being a Headshot. Easy is the one with a slogan. And the slogan is so good. When 2,000 people follow him after that first bullshit to the second and third one, he goes, Bullshit. Bullshit. And then they all just go and erupt for that third one. It's going to be like a coliseum. All right. Only easy can bring that. Shout to Whip the Pot. You know, Whip the Pot is also a nice little slogan, too. But it's another real spontaneous thing. You don't see it coming. Like, when, like, with a slogan, you have to see it coming, right? Like, it, it needs to have, like, that introduction so then you can finish off the rest of it, right? Whip the Pot, Headshot, like, they're dope. They're attached to the artist. But I can't see it coming premeditated and if they start it, I can't finish it with them when Rumnity says you got to get all the smoke I know how to finish the next line when Averb says let's let that beef brew I know how to finish that next line alright when Danny Meyer says do you believe in a parallel universe I know how to finish that next line when Twerk says I'm strapped in, I know how to finish that next line. So Easy has a slogan. So off that alone, he has a slogan. He's a media peer of mine as well. He has merchandise. Um listen, man, he's got the entire package. He is actually what URL is pretty much selling now. Because five years ago, URL didn't have the opportunity to give an artist. Um, a platform to create media and a platform for them to sell any individual things that they're selling. But now with caffeine, a, a battler gets gets a, a, an amazing distribution deal to showcase themselves to the fans while promoting other products and their brand. So easy is like the, the number one example of what like you're getting now as a brand new battle rapper if you come into URL and you handle your business. bullpin has got a battle event um, that they're streaming right now. Loso Battle, their top bull. Um, we'll probably head over to that at 7.30 when we end this broadcast. Just want to give Bullpin a shout-out for that. Uh, another a battle I want to talk about over the weekend. Guys, listen, man. Let me pull this up correctly here. Where is this? This is a very knit-type culture, right? If you love battle rap... You know, there's millions of views, there's billions of views across the world, but there's really only maybe a couple hundred thousand participants in the culture, right? And a lot of the times we know about maybe five to ten thousand of them. They might be on our timeline, they might be on our Instagram, they might be on our Facebook. Right, So it's very easy for us to get into all these heated discussions, debates, where we discredit battles, where we like this, where we have revisionist history, we have recency bias, uh, we have short-term memory, right? That all happens. But over this past weekend, history was made. Um, five rookies on URL made a top 20 list. We're in a brand new era in my, in my uh, Stephen A. Smith voice. This is a new era! Um... We had to slow down for a second and just acknowledge everything that's happening. And Gichi Gotti, a two-time champion of the year. When I was watching him battle DNA, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be flat-out honest. His first round, I was like, oh, this is going to finally be the battle where Gichi loses clearly. Like he, and I know some of you guys thought he, he lost clearly to other battles. But I mean, like, loses, like, undeniably, like, where even his fan base, like, has to just, like, put their hands up, like, yeah, Gichi lost. Because DNA's first round was crazy. And then Gichigatti comes back with a second and third round just as powerful. And it made me realize, goodness gracious, man, this guy he just won't go out without a fight. This guy Gichigatti just is, is relentless and will never just quit. This is a guy, since 2008, has been averaging a battle a month. So now theres we're three years in, that's 36-plus battles. Let's talk a little bit about some of the battles he's had in these three years. Av, JC, K Shine, T Top, Shotgun Shug, Arsenal, Chess, John John the Don, New Jersey Twerk, NWX, and Marvin Quest, as far as two on twos. Uh, Murder Av, Big T, O Red. Tay Rock in fact was the only person to ever battle Susurf Tayrock and chest in the entire year, in one year. Ill will Big K Head Ice Chilla Jones My goodness New Jersey Twerk Averb Charlie Clips Goods Battles DNA There isn't a name that I just listed that is a feel is a walk in the park. There isn't a name that I listed there that isn't highly acclimated into this culture. And in all of those names, he's got some champion of the nights. He's even got his title off some of these names. Um, And yeah, I know some of you guys might have him losing clearly some of these battles. But he never lost all the way clear. So I, I say that to say this. For the simple fact that this guy can battle elite competition as consistently as he does without losing clearly, even if he's not winning in the clearest fashion neither. he stays competitive all the time, right? So that's one. Um, he's also started to wear multiple hats in this game. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about avocado ruining your day, but Watch was a program of mine that I really liked. I liked Watch. And Gitche Gatti became a co-host on Watch. So guess what? Him being a co-host on Watch, you got to physically watch him study the game tapes. You got to actually watch his work ethic. You got to actually witness how he got better over time. Respect to him for displaying his work ethic and being as transparent with it as he was. But beyond that, he becomes a media outlet. He has his own podcast, No Studio Studio In. And he decided to say, well, I can't control the narrative people spew, so I'm going to control my own narrative. Incredible. He releases three projects over that time. All on fire. He's definitely one of the uh one of the best people out here making music in battle rap right, for sure. And then he becomes a league owner. Becomes partial league owner of the riot. So now not only is he battling at a high level, he's also a media member, and he's a league owner. Other than John John the Don, can we name anybody else that's done all three? DNA's put together some battles, but he's not a league owner. So think about all the things he's multitasking done while battling at a high level all these names. And for the simple fact that he does all this and is still around, um, I just want to say don't take Ichigati for granted. You know, life is very short. We never know what could happen in this culture. I would hate to lose any single person in this culture. I'm not trying to be sympathetic about it, but it just... Some comes in point in time when you're watching somebody build their legacy, hate it or love it, you got to salute it. Free some of the chat. John Jenner Don lost to Will. Tata says, nope, we have never seen it. Arsenal uh, was no Geechee slander. How many times did DNA recycle in the AVO angle? A lot of times. Um... Goods Angle didn't hit. Yeah, I don't think Goods Angle hit neither because Gitchi Gotti is a high-paid battle rapper and is in multiple areas. Oh, by the way, Gitchi Gotti has his own weed strain. You guys know that? Every fucking gram? I'm not going to promo it because I, I I need some money to promo it, but salutes to him. Gitchi and Calico in 2021. I agree. I would love Gitchi and Calico as a battle. Geechee's podcast is hilarious. Geechee's podcast is phenomenal. Goods waited one year for that <laughs> for that angle. Hey, listen, man. I respect Goods. You know what I'm saying? Goods got his credit up. He just started eating salmon. So, he eating different. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of us had salmon plenty of times. I eat salmon all the time. Salmon's fantastic. I like sushi. So, I have a nice salmon, avocado, spicy tuna roll sometimes myself. Um, but he just started eating salmon. So, salute to Goods. Salute to Goods, man. Right, I got another 15 minutes with you guys. Salute to Geechee. I got one last topic on my board, but before I get to that topic, I want to throw it to you guys. What else was a big takeaway for the weekend for you? What else do you guys want me to talk about before I close off on my final topic here? That's chaos and saga drop. Wow, yeah, so that's a good, that's a good one. Gaddis, Gaddis is my closing topic. We're gonna close the show with Gaddis, um, so we'll talk about Gaddis, uh, rum and daylight, and the goods call out. Okay, okay, a couple messages here, so let me go through some of these a little bit quickly while I, I close off of Gaddis. Uh, my quick thoughts: the chaos and saga drop. Let me say this real quickly. Kid Chaos is dangerous right now, okay? Kid Chaos is absolutely dangerous, all right? Smack was going crazy, and Arsenal, who had heard about Kid Chaos, came to Orlando and was like, yo, I want to see what this is about, and he lost his mind. He went ballistic. Salute to Kid Chaos because for not one single moment did he ever put his foot off the gas pedal, all right? Your man Kid Chaos put on his Mamba mentality. You ever seen that interview where Kobe at the podium? He's not happy. And the reporter's like, hey, man, you're up 2-0. Why, what's wrong? And Kobe's like, the job's not finished. That's Kid Chaos. The top of the set, the, at the bottom of the third, he's still looking to kill Saga. And Saga, we love Saga, man. Like, Saga's not a person that I want to see lose that way because every time he loses in that fashion, it just it just hurts to watch. It really hurts to watch, but I want to say this, all CPRs are not equal because Saga has only choked two times in his URL career, both at the at the expense of in 2020, which then creates a 9% CPR, which is probably lower than your favorite battle rapper still. But those two chokes were so demonstrous and thunderous that it affected his brand so much. The saga isn't a guy like Surf that can choke ten times and still probably headline an event. The saga's not a twerk that has choked nine times and can return to a volume card, all right. And I, I hate that he's not that, but just that lets you guys know that all chokes are not equal. Matter of fact, I got some numbers here. Now that you got to talk about the, the saga, the saga, I'll move on. Saga CPR is nine percent. He's choked two times out of 23 battles. O-Red, Shotgun Shug, Sue Surf, and New Jersey Twerk have combined for 36 chokes in the league. Yikes. All right, uh, a couple more topics before we get to Gaddis. Um... The Rum and Daylight call out. Um, Yeah, you know, I'm a little confused by that because if we follow the trends of reports, right? Because that's what we do here. We quote people, make sure to get the reports accurate, where they come from. Daylight initially said he signed a three-battle deal to battle Tayrock, to battle Rum Nitty, and battle New Jersey Twerk. Obviously, the Twerk battle got off the table because Twerk became as cold as ice. The Nitty battle, we don't know exactly what happened with the Nitty battle. He just took a shot at Nitty. They're supposed to be left side connection. And Nitty's not really for the left side smoke right now. If you see Nitty and Danny, like, that was competitive, but that was seven years ago. You see Nitty and Geechee, like, he didn't really want to battle Geechee. You see Nitty and B dot, he didn't even want to battle B dot. He doesn't want to battle his own kind. So maybe it really threw Nitty off that Daylight did that. And I'm not really sure who the A or B side is. But I'll say this much when Rum Nitty said, I'm the big dog around here on URL, he's not lying. All right. Five plus main stage appearances. All right. Three, three headliners on, on the league. That's more than Avid conceded, and B-Magic. So as far as all the punchers, you a lot of you guys say Rum is the greatest puncher lyrically. Forget lyrically. Let's talk accolades, statistics, things that have been accomplished. He is also the most accomplished puncher on URO. So, I actually don't know who has the push or pull for that battle. I don't know if it's Rumnity that can make it happen and Daylight's ducking. I don't know if it's on Daylight to accept and is always waiting. I don't know. I still want to see it, but I don't want Daylight to continuously downplay Niddy. Again, Rumnity can only take who's in front of him. Keep in mind, this is a single father of four children. This is why Don Moreno's angle didn't hit, because it's like, you can't tell this guy how to live his life. Especially when his profile is like five times bigger than yours. I thought you was gonna give us his punching stats, says Dave. Uh, I don't got those, man. Uh, but we ha- we did have some of those. We did have some of those in the past. Maybe we'll bring those back. Tata says definitely a battle I want to see. You need to get your Latino brother together, France. Hey, man, Chico did. Listen, hold on, man. What what do I need to do about Dom Marino getting it together? Didn't all you guys predict this? Isn't this exactly what you thought would happen? Or, is anybody surprised? Don't 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 do that. Don't 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 pick Rum to win 3-0, right? Don't pick Rum needed to win a battle 3-zip, and then when the battle happens and he wins 3-zip, then you get you criticized on. This was, is this was what you premeditated. You guys manifested this outcome, for God's sakes. You expect it no differently, so don't act new, all right? Don't act brand new, all right? It's like when the side chick or your, or, or the, or your side boo tells you straight up what it is. Right? And he tells you, I'm not available on the 14th of February. Come see me the 13th or the 15th. Don't get mad when you don't see them on the 14th. You knew what it was. You knew what it was. All right, man. Let's close off with Gaddis. I want to talk about some Gaddis and RX. Jay Black in the building. Jay Black says, They never know what it is. Jay Black, they never know what it is. They never know what they want. All right? They never know. They never know. The salute to the people, man, because y'all, 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 y'all feel the energy. Y'all, y'all make battle rap what it is. I say this all the time. Battle rap does not belong to the media. It's not belong to the leagues of the rappers. It belongs to the people. So salute to everybody in the, in the building. Uh, rocking with us another 10 minutes. Let's talk about Gaddis. I have a question to ask. And yeah, maybe I'm doing that media thing, right, where I overreact to her performance. But maybe, maybe not so much. Is Gaddis better than all of her top tier peers today? Today, January 11th, 2021. Her top tier peers are 40 bars, uh, Miss Hustle, E Heart, Official, Jazz, Misfit, QB. QB hasn't battled in quite some time. Misfit's still in shape. Jazz hasn't battled in quite some time. But 40 Official and Heart? Hart has a 50% CPR on URL. We just seen 40 choke against Official. Official lost two to two of the, the, the you know, some of the biggest matches he had with Arsenal and Rum. Uh, is, is, is there a case that Gaddis is currently better than her top tier peers? Because in my opinion, she's better than all her top tier peers, not named Misfit. And it's not because she beat RX beating rx doesn't make you that it's the level of performance she had against her because it's like okay clearly this woman did not lose a step in battle rap and in fact i'll argue she didn't even need the lady caution battle she was good she was fine we're prisoners of the moment you're damn right i am Jay black you're damn right i got these notes i got shit printed out right you're damn right i'm a prisoner of the moment But I'm going to make this content. They're going to watch it. Caffeine's going to cut the check. I'm going to give my take. And I'm going to make it sound good. God damn it. She was outdated. Oh, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Vixen has been the most impressive in my opinion. I'm not mad at that. But Vixen wasn't always, t- Vixen was not top tier, all right? She was not top tier. At the very least, Gaddis was a top tier when she bowed out the game, all right? At the very least, for what it's worth. Official hasn't been good to me since her jazz battle. Tata says, she Official's the best female right now. Uh, <laughs> like Butter Baby says, Vixen can get it. Uh, don't let her boyfriend hear you say that. Vixen's doing very good right now. Vixen versus Gaddis. I love Vixen versus Gaddis. I'm not going to lie to you. Gaddis called out my verse after this battle. And the battle's cool and all. But I want Vixen and Gaddis. Give me that Midwest rivalry. Give me that. You know, if King of the Dot locks Gaddis to a deal, then we're going to see Gaddis in my verse. Right? Right? But if Gaddis says, "I, right, I went to King of the Dot. Now let me go to URL. Vixen's here, ma'am. Or you want to come to Queen of the Ring? Vixen is here. All right. I love my verse Does she battle. Respectfully, my verse is not going to do ish against Gaddis. My verse is an easy battle. Says CC. CC, you've been talking very spicy about my verse. We're gonna get into that tomorrow, my dear. I'm sure Gaddis will return the queen of the ring to battle Farah there. Mm. I said what I said, says Cece. I said what I said. Said I. Said I. I need Gaddis versus Kid Chaos on Kings and Queens 2. I ain't mad at that. Um, think it would be better matches. Actually, speaking of ma- intergender matches, if you want to talk about Gaddis versus a guy. Nun-Nun, the beloved Nun-Nun. Who beat the number one seed Loso? None, none called out Gaddis. Is that something you guys interested in? I don't know how I feel about it. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 if it got booked later on. Ah, yeah. But like, none, none is that guy. Like, none, none beat Loso. None, none beat Wavy. Be wavy pretty bad. Be shotgun Shug. None is actually better than a lot of your average guys. If the top 20 list extended to like top 35, none, none makes the list. The consensus says no thanks, says our chat admin. All right, let's move on then. So, closing off. Is Gaddis better than her top tier peers now? A lot of you guys said no. I seen some yeses. I don't hate hustle guys. It's that you guys keep ignoring all of the shortcomings. And I will not allow that to happen. Chad Admin says, I think she's better than most. Stop lying, France. Jazz needs to come outside. Didn't Miss Hustle just battle uh, uh, a female battle rap legend in Lady Luck? How was that battle? Hmm? Are you gonna watch that battle before you watch RX and Gaddis? I don't think so. And if you do, you're just lying to me. I'm not mad, I'm telling the truth. Am I lying? Chat, everybody in the chat, which battle would you watch first if you had the choice? Rx versus Gaddis or Miss Hustle versus Lady Luck? Which battle are you are you pressing play first on? Let's be honest. Alright, so it, it's not me hating. It's me telling the truth that all you guys agree with. Come on, like we need to we need to pick and choose when we use the word hate, all right, and slander, and this other word y'all y'all all all learned this word over narrative. Calm down on these Twitter words you guys learned in narrative, normalize, manifest, toxic. Oh, all these Twitter words y'all learned it man, take it easy, all right. Because ultimately, y'all guys agree with what I'm saying, so it's not that much hate, is it? But I still got hate in my heart. <laughs> I learned my toxic from you, France. Salutes to Kunkeso, man. Salutes to Kunkeso. Hustle's gonna come out saying she's got audio on you, France. I got audio too. Get that hate off your heart, says CC. We all toxic. Gaddis Body, Rx. I wanna say this to Rx. Um sometimes in battle rap, your objective isn't always to win, right? The reality is sometimes the objective is to stay competitive or to be the best version of yourself, right, because, um, for example, right, you go to a gym, there's people in the gym that can work out, you know, at a higher capacity than you can, but your goal isn't to beat them, your goal is to beat yourself, like, all right, today I run. I ran two miles. Tomorrow I'm going to run two and a half. The next week I'm going to run three miles. Once you start improving yourself, that's that's the battle within itself. And Rx, she accomplished that. She accomplished that. Oh, yeah, beg your pardon. Prince. all right. It's, it's cool. Bring it, bring it, bring it. I deserve it. I deserve it. I deserve it. I deserve it. It was a good one. But Rx had her career high performance, although it wasn't enough to compete um, or beat Gaddis. Hey, J Black, don't let Ace get a hold of this, all right? I'm going to have to edit this part of the podcast out. I cannot let Ace get a hold of this part. I just I can't allow it. I cannot allow it. All right, I'm going to read the chat to close out the show. Uh, CCU live... Here for one year talking about Chicago, solid second and third from RX. Gaddis has been sitting, that's all. Well, so was Vixen, Vixen was chilling too, and then she came and made an explosion. So sometimes sitting on some bars works out in the long run. Gaddis is one of them goats, yeah. Respect to Gaddis, she's been balanced since grind time to now, she's been through multiple eras, she's still here. Gaddis had a lot of energy versus hustle. Really good battle. Gaddis uh, hosted. Yeah, she does. She did do a lot of hostings as well during her her inactivity. Don't come for CC. Hey man, listen, man. CC, you, you cannot mess with these Detroit women. All right. No matter how hard you try. So CC is her own entity. I leave her alone. I just I just revolve around it. Gaddis is a goat. I'm just saying shout to everybody in the building you got another three minute stuff on the stream heart would end all of that CJC I'm not so confident in that my brother I'm not so confident we, we gotta be we got keep it real with ourselves guys e heart has not been dangerous in a long time 40 bars. Has her inconsistencies where her style just comes with her potentially stumbling sometimes, and that can that can be costly for some battles. And let's just be real about official. In her last three battles in royalty, kings and queens, and in Washington Four, was any of her battles battle of the night? Was her performance the most standout performance of that card? It wasn't. And I know these sounds like it sound like I'm hating. But it's just I'm just identifying the trend that I'm noticing. All these ladies, the hearts, the officials, the the, 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 uh, the 40s, the jazz, they're great. They're great. They're, they're, they're the greatest of all time in female battle rap. So it's so difficult for them to even touch close to their apex level of performance. They're chasing ghosts every time they get on the stage. They have to be their old versions every time they get on the stage. When you see official on URL, you think this is 2015 official. All right? When you see E-Heart, you think this is like... This is an E heart that's in the, it's in the trenches, fucking body and some shit. You you see you see jazz. You're thinking, oh well, is this gonna be anywhere close to 2012 jazz, twenty 2014 jazz? You know, so like, all these ladies are chasing ghosts, so they have high expectations. That's why sometimes it feels short. The choke is raving battle rap. I might need a mini break. I'm wrong about Hart. Listen, Hart E-Hart is fire. I'm not saying she's bad. I'm just saying she hasn't been as as dangerous as she once was. To to her credit though, she stood in front of K-shine. That's a tough assignment, right? Um you know, we also seen her forfeit on the stage in front of 2500 plus people. But that's never that's not okay. Before her last couple battles, she was a threat. Because of 40. e a goat. I want to say this, though. e doesn't have a million-view battle, neither. All right? And that's another woman that doesn't have that many headliners or accolades. But she's respected off of her lyricism and being a pioneer. Like, she's like the godmother of this shit. Like, everybody has e in a list. Or everybody's has her in, like, a dream-wish battle. All right, Bankroll. We're not doing that. We're not doing that, Bankroll. I will always be one of my faves. Um, she's a top five. She's like, JC just seems so beatable now. Yeah, she is a little vulnerable. Uh, I think this is, but that's why a lot of First Lady Flames, Coffee Brown, RX, you know what I'm saying? Vixen, KCJ. All these names are calling E-Heart because they smell blood in the water and they know, oh shit, this is probably the most beatable E-Heart is probably ever going to be. So let me take advantage and beat her now, so that I can raise my stock. Because I mean, like Eheart has some clear losses, but it's like the names that she's kind of almost projected to lose clearly too, right? It's like losing to i ain't no shame in that. But if a lady like a RX, a Coffee, a Casey, a Vixen, a First Lady Flames, if they beat Eheart clearly, you know how much they level up. They want that battle. They want that battle. All right, man. That's all the time we got for for today, man. LTBR at night. We appreciate all y'all rocking with us, man. Let's head on over to Bullpen's uh, Caffeine channel. They got their battles going on. You know what I'm saying? Salute to Tata. Salute to CJC. Jamie Perkins, who just left. You know, Shaolin, Trez. uh, G4 in the building. Conqueso, Bagels. I'm just running down the quick list if I can. up from the North, Two Eyes. A1 in the building. Salute to A1. Kansas, Jay Black still rocking with his little Reggie. I'm sorry we started with King of the Dot, but tomorrow uh, it'll be all URL just for you, my brother. Souser lawyer, much love. Everybody in the building, we appreciate y'all. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Me and CeCe at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, LTBR Daily. And we're out. Bang.